What's up everybody guys? Today we are doing another one of our short videos guys and Trent's got a surprise. So I don't know what it is and we're about to find out. Let's dive in. Hello everybody, my name is Trent. Look, oh. <laughs> welcome yeah. to Crucifying Addiction. Yes sir, yes sir. <laughs> welcome to Crucifying Addiction. I'm Bailey and yeah, we I'm got Trent. Trent. Yep, yep, here we are. And there's my chicken, or rooster. If y'all heard it, if I don't cut it out. <laughs> okay, so it's been a couple of weeks since we've done recording. Yes. But a lot has been going on, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, school school's pretty much starting back up now, and you just moved into a new house. Yeah, first time homebuyer. Yes, sir. And you're going off. To Waco. Yeah. About two weeks now. Next weekend. Pretty crazy. I'm going to miss this. Dude, me too, man. In person. We're going to have to figure out how to do this. I, I got some ideas in mind. I'm excited. Yeah. I'll me share too. with you after this, though. Me too. I don't want to spoil. Um, Yeah, and uh, I think we want to go video here in the future. Mm -hmm. So my wife and I have the um, one of the bedrooms of the house. Working on turning it into a studio. Ooh. And um, I think it's going to be aesthetically adequate for the videos. Dude, that sounds dope. Yeah. You got to come take a look at it tomorrow. All right. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Well, guys, like Bailey said, um, I kind of have a surprise. So my wife and I lead a small group on Sundays and we had, um, you know, our small group and I don't know what it was, but something just made it come to my mind, this story. And I got to share it there, and, and I thought, man, this would be great to have access for everybody, this story. Um, it's In the recovery community, it's blown through Facebook. Um, I've heard this story once, I think, on a podcast, and uh, it's just really good. I'm going to get started on it. It's called An Addict Fell in a Hole. All right. Yep. It'll kind of make you feel like you're hearing the Good Samaritan story, but listen closely, all right? Okay. An addict fell in a hole and couldn't get out. A businessman went by and the addict called out for help. The businessman threw him some money and told him to buy himself a ladder. But the addict could not buy a ladder in this hole that he was in. A doctor walked by. The addict said, Help! I can't get out. The doctor gave him some drugs and said, Take this. It'll relieve the pain. The addict said, Thanks. But when the pills ran out, he was still in the hole. A well-known psychiatrist rode by and heard the addict's cries for help. He stopped and asked, How did you get there? Were you born there? Did your parents put you there? Tell me about yourself. It will alleviate your sense of loneliness. So the addict talked with him for an hour. <laughs> then the psychiatrist had to leave, but he said he'd be back next week. <laughs> <laughs> the addict thanked him, but he was still in the hole. A priest came by. The addict called for help. The priest gave him a Bible and said, I'll say a prayer for you. He got down on his knees and prayed for the addict. Then he left. 
The addict was very grateful, and he read the Bible, but he was still stuck in the hole. A recovering or recovered, up to debate, but a recovering addict happened to be passing by. The addict cried out, hey, help me, I'm stuck in this hole. Right away, the recovering addict jumped down in the hole with him. The addict said, what are you doing? Now we're both stuck here. But the recovering addict said, calm down. It's okay. I've been here before. I know how to get out. Wow. Thoughts? Well, man, I mean, I think it was really cool how there was all the different people that walked by that, you know, you had the the guy with the money, then the guy, the doctor, and then the psychiatrist, and then the recovering addict. Contrary to the Good Samaritan story, all of these passers-by did something to help the best way they knew how. Mm. Yeah. At the end, when the recovering addict, it doesn't say that they both walk out of the hole, but that would be the end of the story, is that they both get out of the hole. The moral of the story is it takes somebody who's been there before to show you the way out. It it goes along with like the advice. I'm not going to take marriage advice from somebody who's been divorced six times. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to go to somebody that just filed for bankruptcy for financial advice. Right. We can look at this from both perspectives. Say the person's stuck in the hole, okay? If I'm struggling with porn, if I'm struggling with managing my money, if I'm struggling with uh, a family situation, if I'm struggling with a family situation, you know, somebody comes up to me and I, I already know that their family just seems clean, tight. There's no issues, no serious issues. None like mine. How am I going to, am I just going to take that advice? So what's been working for the last, you know, 80 years uh, with, with Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous, for example, um, the guy that started it, who got these ideas totally from a Christian group. Mm-hmm. But the idea that God put on his heart on top of all that was only an other alcoholic can help another alcoholic. Because I suffer from this unique, chronic uniqueness. I think that nobody else knows what it's like to be in my shoes. Mm -hmm. But then when I go, you know, to groups where people are sharing about where they were, what happened and where they're at now, then I say, okay, wow, you were pretty much in my exact same shoes, you know? And then from there, that's where the guy can say, yeah, and, and they're in the hole with you. At that point, you know, and the reason why this came up in a small group was because um, we were talking about baby Christians, which is a weird way of saying it. Okay. I mean, I, I want to stay childish in my faith, right? yeah. but um, people who are just fresh into, into, so what is it like? What does it mean to be a Christian and all this and that, you know? And there's some people in the small group who've been walking with God longer than I have and they're mentoring new Christians, 
you know, they're um, new Christians that have questions, new questions, mm-hmm. new Christians that are still in the world and trying to be set apart at the same time. And that's where that the story came up for me because we can't go on as if we never were a part of the world. Yeah, we're we're set apart. Yes, we're walking to the best we can this righteous life. But then somebody is like party going to parties, but they just accepted Jesus, right? But maybe the the first service that they walked into that that saved them that they committed their life to Christ and they didn't hear anything about no parties. How do you approach? How do you talk to somebody like that? And it really matters whether you're going to come from a place where you're outside the hole talking to them or you can get in the hole with them. And when I say get in the hole, I'm not talking go get messed up and go party and go, you know, do all this stuff with them, but to share to, to your past self is in that hole. Mm. So to show, Hey man, this, this is where I was at. Because if we don't start that connection of, okay, like we're not different, then we can take somebody out of that space. But if we're always, well, we're not the same, then we're never going to get to the same place. Mm. Yeah, there's definitely a lot that goes with that because, you know, there, there's one way to get out of that hole. And everybody knows the answer. But it's just, it's not the same coming from someone who hasn't been in the hole. Right. You know? Yes. And so I can come up to you and be like, hey, dude, I'm I'm struggling with this, this problem of going on my phone constantly, no matter who is, who, who is around me, no matter who I'm talking to, just constantly get on my phone. And you don't struggle with that at all. You rarely ever get on your phone. You only ever text and call, okay? So I go to you and I tell you this. You you may know the answer to fix my problem, but you don't know where I've been. You don't know what my problem actually is, what mm-hmm. I'm actually doing. You don't know how deep this problem actually is go, and going. And if, if you come to me with this problem like you're talking about, I can either stay in a current headspace where I don't feel like I have a problem with that at all. And from that place, I'll say, well, just put your phone down, dude. Right. And then, yeah, then you're like, you don't get it. Right. That's how you feel when I say that. Yeah. I can't just put my phone down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> and we're back to ground zero. Yeah. Right? But if I, if I can stop and I think about like, I mean, when you come to somebody, like if you come to me like that, I might have to be like, man, do I have a, the same problem? One. Mm. And if I don't now, did I ever like, did that ever get out of hand for me? And I need to tap into that place. And it's called being empathetic. Yeah. Right. Um, man, like I would have to start off with, man, I know what that's, I know what that's like, you know, I'll be, you know, in, in the, in the present moment with family and friends surrounding me. And all of a sudden I pick up my phone out of a habit, you know, first step, check the time. And then I unlock my phone and now I'm all of a sudden I'm playing Pokemon go checking emails and scrolling through Facebook now, 15 minutes pass by and I look up and I'm not present in the conversation. I have no idea where mm. everything's going. 
that, that if that's something that I have a problem with, then I want that problem solved. Yes. Right. And so if you come to me with that problem, then I get it. Right. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, and you know, I still do it sometimes. I had my family over this past weekend and I did pick up my phone, but like, then I remembered like, this isn't a good habit and I put it down, you know, not that that's what solved my problem. The solution to all of my problem, I'm a spiritual being. So all of my problems have a spiritual sense to it. Yeah. They always start from the spirit. Always. Yeah. I was talking about this with Andrew. Shout out to Andrew. He gave us a shout out. So What's I'm, I'm, I got to give that dude a shout out. It's a Monday mana, sheepy, Friday fire, all the same thing on YouTube and Spotify. Cool. But, but yeah, we, we were talking about that and how all our problems start on the spirit but then they develop to a bodily problem too you know a mental problem mm-hmm. you know and that's just how important the spirit is if you don't if you don't attack that root that problem's never going to be fixed so you have weeds in your yard there's many ways to get rid of weeds weed killer just letting your grass grow but one of the ways is to rip that weed out. If I just grab it from the top and yank it, it's going to grow back. But if I dig my fingers down and grab the root, the root of the weed, then it can't grow back because there's no more root. Did you hear Pastor Brandon's sermon last Sunday? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Pastor Brandon actually talked about this, which is, so I'm, I'm going to say the story and I want you to, to explain the meaning behind it. He was saying that he had Bermuda grass in his yard, but his yard looked real bad. There's spots of Bermuda grass and just wasn't good. And he used to work at this uh, landscaping place and the owner told him this, that if you let your grass grow, give all the dirt it needs in order for the grass to grow and thrive, it will begin to grow and choke out those weeds. Because it just the grass is just so thick and just grows so well that when it's flourishing, it chokes out those weeds and those weeds go away. Those weeds die because they have nowhere else to stay. And this takes us full circle back to like the baby Christian thing. Yeah, I'm saved and and I'm walking this righteous you know life the best I can, but there's these certain areas of my life that there is no life. Maybe it's partying or drugs or drinking or porn or phone. You know, obsession, uh, just spend all my free time checking Instagram, things like that. Okay. For us mentoring somebody, we could pick and pull at those little problems, but they keep coming back, man. Mm -hmm. But if we keep fertilizing and watering and tending to the soil and let the grass, which is the good things, which is Jesus, which is all yes. the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, all, feed all of that, and let that flourish, it's going to choke out the weeds. God God does the rest from there. you know. And if I'm out in my front yard picking and pulling weeds, and my neighbor who's got weeds all over his front yard comes over and tells me, hey, you know the best way to get those weeds out? I'm going to tune them out. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But if I see somebody 
regularly is always going out and doing something with their grass and they don't have any weeds in their yard. He don't even have to come up to me. I'm going to him Mm -hmm. and asking, hey, I want my yard to look like your yard. So who is that him in your life? Oh, for me? Um, Well, first and foremost, it's got to be Jesus. Amen. But besides, you know, God in man form, uh, I would probably say my dad. Mm. He gets it done. He's got a lot of experience and um, nothing is, I don't see anything in his life unmanaged. He's a good, he has good morals and mm-hmm. good uh, habits, good practice, mm-hmm. good faith. Mm-hmm. He's a good, good godly man. He's good. Yeah. I love my dad. Um, and that's, that's the way we should be though. You know, we, we should be that person that, that has that good faith and, because re- really, we all know the answer to how to get out of that hole, you know, or we will all learn the answer on how to get out of that hole. We've all been there. And it, it's a matter of going to the right person to talk to that also knows how to get out of that hole. Well, it's reaching out for help. Yes. Help, help, help. Plenty of people came by and offered help, but there's somebody for everybody. It's like, oh, Hey, you down there in the hole. I hear you calling for help. And verbally jumping down that hole to say, yeah, I've been here and I know exactly how to get out. Follow me. You know, do exactly what I do. And I got you. We're going to get out of here. You know what you just reminded me of? He met us there. Yes. That, That man went down in the hole and met that guy there. Right. All of humanity was in a hole and mm-hmm. of hell and... God brought himself down. Yeah. Through Jesus. He met us there. Wow. So is that not, I mean, that is the gospel and in us walking out this life with Christ. Mm-hmm. Sharing the gospel is being that living sacrifice, that spiritual act of worship. Whatever it is that God pulled you from, you were harvested, now work it, mm-hmm. right? And we are all, we, I mean, God took us in our sin and turned it around, and we are to fight sin back by pulling others out of it. For mine, definitely. People who struggle with alcohol and drugs, that's it. Like, that's a hole I will jump into time and time and time again so that my foot can hit Satan on the way down and I can pull somebody out every time. And for other people, we got physical uh, therapists or trainers, Mm -hmm. right? Who maybe like went through their own healthy living, climbing out of an unhealthy hole. And now like it's their passion. I want to get people in shape. I want to get people healthy. Mm. You know? Yeah. The, it goes on. You go to, I mean, there's plenty of people who work jobs just for the paycheck but then there's people who found their living, found their calling through Christ and have not, it's not just a means of making money, but it is their calling and they walk in it. And you, you see this, some of those people and a lot of it comes from their own getting out of the hole themselves that they want to get others 
They want to solve other people's. You know, a family grew up in poverty. You know, a young child constantly watched. No money being available. The struggle of finance. You know, getting evicted. Things like that. He grows up. He's a broker. One of those people that helps you with your finances. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. For crucifying addiction specifically, man, those hurts, habits, hangups. You reach out for help in your addiction. Somebody will be there to help you. You just keep calling for help. You reach out. You speak to somebody. They'll point you in the right direction. Find a church. But then just know, like, with excitement and and joy, know that, like, when you get out of that hole, you're going to be able to help other people get out of that hole. Ultimately, that that's what Jesus wants us to do. That's what That's what God wants us to do is to help others. You you may not feel that way when when you get out of the hole. You may not feel that you want to share that. But when you put all your trust in Jesus, trust me, you're going to start feeling that way. You're going to start seeing that that you made it out of the hole. Now show other people how how to get out of that hole. Yeah. There's people calling out for help everywhere. Mm-hmm. And there's many people who aren't that do need that should Help those people. Getting into that hole is easy. But getting out, I would argue that it's even easier. It just seems hard. I would say it's not easy, but it's simple. Yeah, what you said. Think of it like this. When you work out, it's simple. You lift your weights, drink protein shake, you know, eat healthy, and then you build all this muscle. But it is hard to get up Go to the gym every day, put in the work to eat right, drink right, act right, and it doesn't come overnight. Mm. It takes process. It takes time. But it's simple. It is simple. And it's one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, tomorrow he has enough worries of its own. So just worry about today. I guess moral of the story, look actively for somebody who can, who's been in the hole that you may be in they know how to get out of it yeah find that community if you if you don't have a church you already go to find a church to go to and an accountability partner Mm -hmm. find an accountability partner the accountability partner only works if you go to it Mm -hmm. find someone who will help you through this and trust me there's many people who want to help it's just all a matter of reaching out it's a two-way street you have to reach out too well I don't know, stay tuned in two weeks for our next episode. And thanks for listening. Don't forget to like. And subscribe. And leave comments. If you think about it, share it with a friend. Cool. You want to pray us out? Yeah. Father God, I just thank you so much for this day. I thank you so much for this time we just get to spend together and just listen to you, Father. Thank you for all the words you've just given me and Trent to speak, Father, that we are just able to be here and just help others, Father. Father, I pray that you just continue to plant these seeds and these young men and young women and older men and young and older women, Father, that they are just able to see you, Father, and just want to be closer to you, Father. I pray that they just decide to flip the script and go help others and ask for help father 
I pray that you just open these doors for them to be able to go into a church, fathers, that they've never been in before. I pray that you just remind them that your rope is there. All they have to do is just tug. Father, I thank you for all you've done. In your name I pray. Amen.